But yeah, it is worth kind of thinking about like if I need to get a bunch of stuff from a warehouse that has been manufactured for me from a warehouse in Shenzhen or whatever in China, I need to get all of that stuff onto some pallets. It's probably on some pallets from the warehouse into a shipping container. That shipping container has got to go to a port, the nearest port. That's got to go through some kind of customs process and you have to pay somehow for that shipping container to get onto a frigging boat that's going to go to the right destination. There's might be export taxes and who knows to deal with there and some paperwork to deal with there. It's got to obviously go across the ocean, arrive in a port in a different country that has different taxation. It's got different laws and regulations and systems and then somehow get onto a truck from the boat, from the boat onto a truck that's somehow going to deliver it to you. There is some complexity there. And obviously, there's a bunch of paperwork and there's a bunch of different regulations in different countries that needs to be dealt with. However, my experience, like my personal experience with having done it, is you find customs agents or you find even more broadly, you can find like buyers agents or whatever who will help you with the NDN process. And yeah, those people like, you know, to be perfectly frank, shout outs Bashir, like shout outs to like some of my boys out there. But like these are people who are just like, yep, done. They'll sort it for you. And you don't get a whole lot of oversight into exactly what's going on. Yeah. All you know is that the goods are arriving. Yeah. Because as you say, like, there's probably a bunch of relationships there. There's some understanding with the processes and how they're done. I think, like, saying fax machines and whatnot is probably a little overblown. It's probably a bit of an exaggeration. There are, like, you have manually signed papers that, you know, you take a photo of and then email and processes like that. But, yes, it is one of those, like industries that is is not slick. No, it's not it, slick. It's it, very relationship-based. It's uh, not like tapping onto a bus, no. you know, with an Opal card or whatever. No, it's, it's very much about relationships and, like, weird accumulated knowledge that mm. kind of gets bounced around between people. So you can kind of see, when you think about it with Silicon Valley brain, which we love to do, even these kind of, like, weird interpersonal relationships, you can look at that and be like, even though this looks very complicated and very annoying... And like there are lots of considerations. There's something here that can be automated, yeah. right? And this is what Flexport's idea was. We're going to be a modern freight forwarder that helps you know freight get from one country to another and to any any port in the world. But we're going to digitize it, so we're going to make it easy to track your pallets and your containers. We're going to bring all this these weird processes onto like a cloud platform to give full visibility and digitization. It was kind of like you know starting 2013, definitely very much in kind of like the Uber-ish model where yeah, it's like yeah. we are going to be not necessarily the Uber for freight, especially now that Uber has its, its own freight business, mm. but we're going to th- think like that. We're going to come into an industry that's got all these... Well, I, I think they used to refer to themselves as the Uber of the sea. Yeah. And they're obviously much bigger than just like ships now, but like they, they did used to think of themselves as you should be able to basically open an app and just order a shipment and then track it across the water. You'll see it, like a cute little map with like the boat with your stuff on it and where it is right now and then what's happening with it and blah, 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 blah. Yep. And Ryan Peterson is very much in the mold of like a Travis Kalanick uh, of Uber in terms of like personality as a founder. Yeah. He's a very kind of like aggressive, forward. Uh, Travis Kalanick doesn't necessarily tweet a lot, but Ryan Peterson tweets a lot mm. and he's very much in that kind of political mode. If you listen back to our politics episode about like the new generation of Silicon Valley politics brains, he's very much one of those guys, mm. always tweeting about political subjects. But anyway, um, so Flexport was kind of like chugging along doing this for a while. Mm. And the best thing that could ever happen for them happened. Happened, exactly. Six million COVID deaths. <laughs> okay, it wasn't that many. 
One million COVID deaths. I, mean, I don't even know how it was in the end. But it was no one knows. Okay, several million. Please don't put a COVID label on our Not podcast, again. Spotify. Please. That happened. One of the big effects of COVID was it absolutely COVID sort of kicked the tires of a lot of institutions. <laughs> Some of which responded better than others. Mm. You know, our entire information ecosystem, not very well. Mm. I give that a thumbs down on the COVID stakes. Um, but also the shipping industry. You probably remember that time you were sitting at home ordering yourself a, a brand new MacBook or whatever you were buying, buying pallets and pallets of dog food from yeah. a factory in China. And it, it, it was taking a long time to come because for a multitude of reasons. Yeah, maybe you're trying to buy a new washing machine. Yeah. And Although that ship crisis is if you're listening to this, you are not subscribed to Downround Premium. If you were subscribed to Downround Premium, you would be getting a second episode a week. You wouldn't be hearing this. You wouldn't be hearing any other ads either. If you go to downround.net, you can sign up right now, get access to the whole back catalog, extra episode a week, no ads, seven bucks a month. Pretty good deal, James. Spectacular deal, Ralph. <laughs>